Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ETM. I think that really to be successful, it takes desire. And I kind of hate to use the word passion. Um, I feel like it's really overused, but, you know, I think you do have to have sort of that passionate desire to make whatever it is that you're doing as an entrepreneur be something that makes you want to hop out of bed in the morning. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Come to Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick? Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna. 
money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. Welcome back to the show, my friend. So good to have you here. Now, I must admit, I had a bit of a fangirl moment with our guest on this episode, Sarah Shaw. As an entrepreneur myself since college, I've always been in search of ways to become more profitable, really the secrets behind success. When I launched my first product this year, the Money Mindset Journal, I just became obsessed with how you profit from selling products now that we all just buy stuff online. Sarah is a bit of a legend. She is a fashion entrepreneur, product designer, and business coach that specializes in helping other entrepreneurs succeed. With her 20 years of experience and six companies under her belt, Sarah has built a treasure trove of secrets for launching your product line, getting your products into stores and boutiques, getting your products to A-list celebrities, and getting massive publicity in order to grow her companies quickly. In this episode, you'll learn Sarah's secrets to truly becoming a profitable entrepreneur, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money. So thrilled to bring this conversation to you. Let's dive in. Well, I was sharing before we hit record that I I knew your name sounded so familiar to me, and I, I know you from way back to uh a previous organization that you were working with, I've always admired you as a as a female entrepreneur. So it's it's so great to to have you here. And you know, I know that I've got so many listeners, in particular females, who are at various stages of being an entrepreneur. And I thought because you have such an extensive background in this, we'd start out with kind of a big whammy question. But like, what does it take to be a successful entrepreneur? Ooh, a whammy. Um, so, you know, it's funny for me, I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. So when I decided to become one, you know, I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) I was supposed to stick with my job forever. Um, I I think that really to be successful, it takes desire. And I kind Mm -hmm. of hate to use the word passion. Um, I feel like it's really overused, but you know, I think you do have to have sort of that passionate desire to make whatever it is that you're doing as an entrepreneur be something that makes you want to hop out of bed in the morning. And, you know, there's not going to be all the perfect days, right? You're, you're going to have the days where you're like crawling out of bed and don't want to do it. I mean, at least I have. Um, I don't really know any any entrepreneurs who don't have those days. But you know, I, I think what ultimately keeps you going is, is that desire to see forward, whatever it is that your path leads you. Yeah, that's the exciting part. And I I've been an entrepreneur my entire career and know Mm -hmm. from a money perspective, it's, 
it can be amazing upside, but it also can be very tricky mm-hmm. uh, because there's always something kind of coming at you uh, that's expensive that you're you're having to kind of debate: Do I spend money on this? Do I not? So, I, have you learned any good money lessons that you can share with us as an entrepreneur or working with entrepreneurs over the years? Like any sort of insider secrets that might help us with that with that money piece? Yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. Are you familiar with Mike Michalowicz and Profit First? Oh yes, yeah, I love that book. Yeah. So, I, I actually learned about this early on. I had met Mike um, sort of at the tail end of my last product product-based company. And we worked together a little bit on, on that, doing some launches. And I had just got started my consulting brand and was still, still doing my last product company. And he was just developing this whole system of, of the, the profit first way, you know, years before he wrote the book. And so he taught me about this and wow. it was the system that he and I used together because he he only was taking a percentage of the profits. So he taught me, you know, we had, I had to decide, you know, how much do I, uh, what percentage do I take from my wholesale sales? And then what percentage do I take from retail? Because obviously there's a huge difference there in what I was receiving in, in sales, Right. And so we had this separate bank account that, you know, was called profit first. And, you know, (laughs) I would put it every time I got a sale, it was kind of a pain Um, for me. I'm just, you know, I do my own accounting and always have for many, many years. But, you know, if I'd get an order for $200, you know, I would at the end of every day, I would sit down and look at what orders I received on my website or what orders I, you know, wholesale things or any money that came in basically decide, you know, whatever percentage we had chosen and then put that, move that percentage, um, you know, go into my bank online and move that money into that account. And, and it really was amazing um, how much money built up over time. And then the money that was actually left in the business account, you know, sort of the, the functioning money, right? Because I wasn't allowed to touch the other one until every quarter we split it for our percentage shares. And the money that was left in the bank account was what I had as operating expenses, right? So if I wanted to make, if I felt like I needed to make new product, did I have enough money? If I wanted to go do a trade show or, you know, pay, bring on a salesperson or whatever expenses came up, then I, I, I could look at what was in there. And that was the spendable money, right? And I was allowed yeah. to play with that however I saw fit. But then the profit money that he and I decided was going to be our salary money was tied up in this separate bank account. So I think that it's a really great way to keep you in check, right? Make sure that you're not overspending because you're like, woo, I got $50,000 in my account. You know, I'm going to go do this $3,000, you know, $10,000 trade show. But then you forget about all the other things you need to do or some, you know, whatever, pay yourself, right? Because I think that one of the biggest things that a lot of entrepreneurs don't think about is paying themselves. Well, I'm just putting all the money back into the account, you know, or into the business or whatever. And, And, you know, I think it's really important 
to pay yourself. I mean, some people don't really need the money, right? I mean, maybe they're, they have a significant other that pays the bills and so they don't, you know, quote unquote, need it, right? And they can afford to put the money back in. But I don't think that you have that same relationship with your business if you're not paying yourself to be there. Something, it, it can be 5%. I don't care what you decide, but it has to be something so that at the end of the quarter or six months or whatever, you're like, woohoo you know, I'm getting this. I mean, whether it's, you know, like I, I, over the years I've, I had clients and I was teaching them this theory and, you know, one woman at six months later was like, I just took my whole family to Disneyland. You know, she'd saved whatever the five or $10,000. And that, that was what she chose to use the money for, right? It was her frivolous money that she could spend however she wanted. And, you know, so people have different goals. But right. I do think it's important to pay yourself something. I love that even if you're not running a business. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a like a great, a great phenomenon. But but particularly I think if you're just starting out as an entrepreneur, even a couple years in, where you pretty much just turning everything into expenses to grow further. I love that idea because I think it's again, it's like a mindset shift where even if there's a small amount in that account, you're still seeing, okay, I am profiting Mm -hmm. from my business. And that's my money, you know, for my time in exchange to go do with whatever I want to do. Exactly. Um, You know, and the other thing I think too, if I can add on to that, is one of the things I notice with people is they talk about the gross revenue they want to make that year because they think the number sounds impressive either to Mm. themselves or their family or, you know, because sometimes... I mean, I work with a lot of women and I, you know, they often have to go and talk to their husband, you know, about different things because sometimes I, I imagine, and I don't always dive into the reasons, but it sounds like the husband is supporting them and this is something they're starting and that's great. Right. But I think that when you're thinking about a business, you have to think about what you need to make right? So what do you need to make? Are you replacing a job? Did you leave a job to start this business? Do you want to leave your job, right? Is this your side hustle right now and you want to make it your full-time job? So whatever your situation is, I think you have to look at what you want to make and then the steps that you need to take to get there. Because sometimes it's not as big a revenue, a gross revenue that you think, right? Some like, because I work with specifically with people with products Sometimes people will say, well, I want to do a million in sales. You know, I'm like, great. Well, so what will that give you as a salary? I don't know. You know, and so to me, that number is meaningless, right? Maybe you only need to make 250000 to get your salary that you need, you know? And right. I think there's a difference between the salary you need, right, to live on and the salary you want to grow into, right? Like you might say, I, I only need to make $30,000 as a salary this year because I'm contributing to my home or I live with my parents or whatever the situation is, right? But then, you know, in order to take the next steps in your business or in your own personal life, how much more do you need? And then what are the steps to get there? I love that exercise. And talking about products specifically, because I know that's really where your specialty is, I'm just thinking about how we now in 2021, how we shop and interact with brands and products is 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 shifting. I probably do like 100% of my shopping online. Yeah. Unless I, I absolutely, unless I have to go to a store, which... <laughs> 
is is not always the the thing I want to do. But it, in what ways do you see these sort of shifting trends really benefiting like new startup entrepreneurs who have a product, you know, who are just they have an idea, they created a product, and they're just trying to get it out in the world. Is it easier now, or is it is it still as difficult? So I think it's twofold. Um, to sell, like if companies that are just launching, it's, it's very hard to get a piece of the online market space, um, without spending money on Google, Facebook, or Instagram ads, because nobody knows you're there, right? Especially if you have a patented product that nobody's ever even heard of, or wouldn't even know (laughs) to search for it, for example. And, um, and I think that, being super active on social media, um, you know, asking friends to help you, um, paying for ads, you know, and they don't have to be super expensive ads. I mean, I think you can, you can run, you know, if you can build your mailing list, like through friends and family and getting people to send traffic your way can be also be profitable. But I think that reaching out to stores, like to get your products into the wholesale market also gives you online exposure, right? Because you, let's say you sell t-shirts and somebody sees your t-shirts in a store, but they only carry black and green and they may, you know, quickly Google you on their phone and see, get to your website and see that you sell 12 different colors. And so they may just save that and go home and buy the pink one because they didn't want the two that were in the store. So it can give you that um, free exposure to, you know, or that to people or somebody's on vacation and sees your stuff and doesn't want to schlep it home. So they, you know, they (laughs) buy it when they get home online because you have a good website, right? Um, They buy something and then love it and just buy more online, right? Like, you know, so like we all do (laughs) these days. So I'm like, I already know that fits. I'll just buy it online. Um, but, but also getting out into the media and getting into magazines and I mean, for free editorial, not paid ads. I don't really believe in paid ads and magazines, leave those to the big guys. Um, but getting it, you know, because getting into magazines for free editorial, it gives you that credibility that also makes online shoppers trust you might make stores trust you more, you know, um, might make your social media followers trust you more because it does take like pre COVID, I would say with digital marketing, it would take maybe seven to nine times of contact before people might trust you or buy something from you without, you know, really knowing much about your brand. Whereas during COVID we were seeing more like, 11 to 15 times. Wow. And then I think over the last few months, it's eking down, but I would say it's still in that 11 to 12 points of contact. But that could be a text message, an email, um, seeing you in a magazine, seeing an influencer, a celebrity post on Instagram, seeing one of your social media posts, you know, seeing an ad. So there's lots of ways these days to get in front of people, right? Especially if you're running retargeting ads on social media, you know, people who've hit your site or been to your social pages can, will just constantly see your ads all the time, right? So, and, and usually retargeting ads are a little less expensive than cold traffic ads. Um, Sometimes, sometimes not. (laughs) I find mine, (laughs) mine are like way all over the place right now. Um, But, um, 
but that way you're constantly in front of people, right? You know, it's like you go to Amazon, you look at something, you don't buy it, you go back to Facebook and boom, there it is, right? Right. So they've retargeted you. And, and I love how my my parents will always be like, how do they know? I'm yes. like, oh, mom, dad, <laughs> very sophisticated system. So yeah. just know you can't look at anything without it popping up. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just go to any website and you see all those Google ads pop up on there. Those, you know, it's, there's a pop up on their site, you know, and you're like, wow, I just looked at those boots. <laughs> Here they are again. <laughs> Surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, and And so I think that it's, you kind of have to be all over the place these days. And in some ways I hate it. In other ways, I love it. You know, I mean, obviously right. back in the day when I launched my first handbag company, it was back in late 1997. There wasn't really much of an internet. Um, there was Yahoo and that was it. And, you know, hard, no buyers or, or magazine editors were on email at that point. You had to call them all and um, send them letters and things like that. And it was, it was a different level of personalization. You know, now I think it's, you know, it can in some ways be much easier, right? You hit a button, you've got a mass emailer, right. That you're using and boom, you can reach, you know, a thousand people in less than five minutes, right. With my pressing one button and before it would take you three weeks to call a thousand people you know, yeah. maybe longer, right? You had a whole team right. of people <laughs> working with you or you're just, you know, dialing for dollars all the time. And I think you still have to dial for dollars, but it's different because at least you've sent an email and they've maybe opened an email and they've seen your line sheet or a picture of your product. So it's not totally cold like it used to be in the old days. <laughs> and, um, you know, but I think there's just so much more competition now at, at the same time. Right. So, yeah. So going back to the, the example you gave of like the t-shirt company, how, how feasible is it for like a, a new startup to, to get in stores or to get some of that, you know, press or media exposure? Is it just a lot more difficult because you're new and you're starting out or are there some tricks to, to maneuver around that space? I don't think it's too tricky. I mean, you have to keep in mind, everybody always wants the next bread slicer, right? Yeah. So if you're not telling them about your brand, they're not out there like searching on Google for, you know, newest t-shirt line or pink t-shirt, right? They're, you know, waiting to get an email from you or they're shopping on fair or they're going to a trade show or they're, you know, trolling a, another store in another city that, um, they buy everything they buy or however they find stuff these days, right? That um, they're, they want something new, right? Magazines always are looking for the hottest next thing because, you know, if Mary Claire puts your t-shirts in and then, you know, Cosmo's like, why didn't you guys find the t-shirt first? Right. <laughs> and because, you know, then especially if it's on a celebrity, everyone's like, why isn't anyone writing about this? You know, and and so it, it can be multi-layered on their end as well. So I say, you know, pull on your big girl panties and write the letter, pitch it, get it out there, be consistent with your contact, right? Don't just write once and go, oh, well, they never wrote me back. You know, they get like a thousand emails a day. So it's, you know, maybe more, <laughs> but I'm um, thinking, wow, I get like 500. So, um, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not a magazine editor, but 
you know, so, so it's that consistency, right. Of, you know, I like to use an online mass emailer because then you can track, right. Who's opened, who's clicked. Then it's easy to email and follow up to those people. Cause obviously, especially anyone who clicks right on a link is your hottest lead. Whereas people who opened the email are your second hottest leads. And then, you know, maybe sending more one-on-one emails to the people who never open them, who you really want to get in touch with, you know, you sort of have to play the game, right? Maybe, you know, again, maybe these magazine editors are only seeing your emails, right? Maybe if they do get to your website, that might not be the IP address, right? From work. So it's not going to be able to retarget them to see your ads. So you know what I mean? So they may only see your emails. So it could take 11, maybe 12, 13 times of emailing them before they're like, Hey, wow, this brand is persistent. These are really cute. They're still here, you know, three months later, they haven't gone out of business. (laughs) Right. Because it's also a risk for stores or magazines to take on new brands, you know, because magazines, right. It's two or three months out until the magazine comes out. If they book you, And if you don't show them some level of credibility, you know, that you've been around or you're in some stores or you've got, you know, I don't know, some celebrity or influencer, or you've been on the local news or just something to show a level of credibility, they might be scared that by the time the magazine comes out, you won't be a business anymore. Right. And, and so it just takes that level of trust among everybody And so the more you can build your own credibility, you know, maybe you have 50,000 followers on social media or, you know, people, you get lots of comments on your videos and views and that shows some stability. So just, you know, keeping in mind that not everybody is just like, woo, great. You know, everyone's really serious about, about people's credibility. And I think it's important to build that all the time. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web. 
and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. When it comes to clothes, it's great to have options. But having pieces that you can wear anywhere is a must for everybody. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life seamlessly, with quality you have to feel to believe. And with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. So whether you're on the hunt for the perfect t-shirt, a solid pair of jeans, or super soft sweatshirts, American Giant has what you're looking for. Each American Giant piece is designed to last and created with commitment to doing things better. And all their products are made right here in America. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop Wear Anywhere Closet Staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com, promo code WA23. If only everybody was excited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, Sometimes I read that it you, can happen. Yeah. Yes. Well, I read that you studied costume design in college. Very interesting. So how did you go from that to coaching entrepreneurs? <laughs> it was a long little snaky path. Um, <laughs> Aren't they all? Yeah. So I did study costume design. That was a fluke. Um, I actually then moved to LA after college um, because my sister told me that she was living there and that she'd met a costume designer who said she could help me get into the union and that maybe I would want to do costumes for movies instead of going to grad school in New York because I thought I was going to get my master's and then go do theater, Broadway theater. And because that's kind of what I was trained to do in college. And I was like, oh, sure, that sounds fun. You know, so I moved to LA right after college and um, I got a job in the film business very quickly and nobody even cared that I had graduated from high school, let alone college. <laughs> and they were like, why are you going to go back to get your master's? And I had actually gotten a free scholarship to New York, uh, NYU master's program. So I deferred for a year and stayed in LA and kept working and was making pretty good money already. And, you know, I was like, yeah, why am I going to graduate school? <laughs> and so I just bailed on that and, um, and stayed in LA and worked in film for about 12 years. And towards the end of that career, 
um, some friends and I had started a little craft club to make like holiday gifts and stuff. And Martha Stewart had been out for a couple years and that was a really fun crafting magazine. And so we started making crafts on the weekends for holiday gifts. And I saw this little pink, it was a red felt bag that was the shape of a little brown lunch bag, but it was cut with pinking shears, those little zigzag scissors. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. What if you turned it on its side and put handles on it? That'd be the cutest handbag ever. So I just put it in a drawer and sat on it for about a year because I didn't know anything about making products, let alone handbags or anything. And I was like, I'm going to stay in the film business and work here for the rest of my life. And so I had a boyfriend who was an entrepreneur and I hadn't never known an entrepreneur except my family members. And because I'm fourth generation, <laughs> but I wasn't going to be one. And, uh, and so fighting anyway, it till yeah. the bitter end. So we're at breakfast one morning reading the New York times or something. And I see this story about a woman who had created this handbag line and this whole like home accessories out of AstroTurf. And I'm screaming at the newspaper sitting in this restaurant, you know, like, God, that's so ugly. You know, what do you mean you're on the New York Times? You know, and he's like, what are you doing over there? And I was like, well, I've had this idea for this bag and blah, blah. And he's like, okay, fine, just do it. I dare you. And I was like, okay. And so (laughs) I took him up on the dare and that's how I got started. (laughs) Wow, that's great. I love it. So the dare turned it. So how long did you do the handbag line for? For five years. So I, okay. I did, I did some samples at night and on the weekends, you know, on my dining room table, cause I had my job and, um, started like in between, uh, maybe if I was down for a week or a few days on a job or something, I would call friends that were working on TV shows and, you know, like, Hey, can I come over at lunch and bring my bags, you know, cause I kept, I was thinking, you know, maybe somebody famous would want one of my bags or something and that would be awesome. And, but I didn't even know what I would do with that at that point. I could just tell people. And so nobody famous bought it, but I sold lots of bags at these little lunch setups that I would go and like put a, put them on a table and people would just pay cash and buy them. And so then I kind of started to get a little more serious about it because it wasn't just me and a couple friends that liked them. And so I started doing events, like getting friends to invite friends and doing it at people's houses. And I I did it very grassroots in the beginning because I just thought the whole idea was so stupid. Like who would want to buy these bags from me? Like I'm not an entrepreneur. I work in film, you know, and I make good money and I love my, my life. Right. And, and so, but then a friend, um, was, uh, kept in, uh, some other friends in fashion kept encouraging me to start to reach out to stores. So like my very first store was, uh, or was Nordstrom's in South coast Plaza. Nice. In, and so, but in those days you could just call the, the store and just say, who's the buyer. And she was there and you, I just gave them, you know, gave her 12 bags and she bought them and sold them. And, you know, so it was, it was very antiquated right now it's all corp then it went corporate and that changed everything for Nordstrom's down the line but um but so I was like wow Nordstrom's that's cool you know but I still didn't believe this was happening and then you know got into a few other local boutiques in Los Angeles just because I walked in and was like hey you know do you want to take these on consignment because I they were really iffy but I wanted the name of the store and I thought well people know I'm selling in Fred Siegel or you know these other two companies that are gone now but 
um, that's going to help me get into more stores, you know, cause I was like, I didn't have a website or anything. And I thought, well, selling to stores is the way to go, you know? And I was really so green. I had no idea what I was doing and I wasn't even making money cause I didn't know how to price my bags correctly or anything. <laughs> so I was just selling them <laughs> for whatever I thought people would pay for them. And then I, my friend introduced me to the, his buyer, he was a clothing designer at anthropology and I showed her my bag and she took a photograph of it because there were no cell phones back then. And she took, or not ones that took pictures, and she took a photo and then said, I will, when I develop my film, I'll show it to the, um, the handbag <laughs> designer back in Philadelphia, right? And so the buyer, and so a couple months later, this woman called me uh, totally out of the blue and I developed a different size bag for anthropology, but they bought 800 of them for their stores. And I was like, oh my God, I've made it. Like, I'm going to be famous. Like that was literally my one thought. And so then I decided to go full on with it. So I, um, I was still working my job because I was in the middle of a movie and I couldn't quit. And um, I gave the designer a couple weeks notice when it seemed like the right time. And she was going to Canada on a movie and I couldn't go anyway. So I was like, I'll finish up the first two weeks in Canada with you and then I'll come home and then I'm done, you know? And she had been a very big proponent and supporter of me starting this. And anyway, that's how I got started. And I, just really was selling into stores. And um, then my second year, I decided to get a sales rep. So that really exploded my my business way more than it should have. And I didn't know how to control anything. And once I kind of got a grip on that, things just accelerated. And I got bags in big movies and worked with tons of celebrities and got a lot of press. And then 9-11 came and I had big investors <laughs> at that point and my investors pulled out and I just couldn't financially recover. Um, so it took about another year of other investors and me just deciding that it wasn't going to work. So I ended up closing it down at the end of 2002. Yeah, so many of us uh, fell into that 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had started a film festival in college, uh, ran it for five years and uh, sold it to actually a Hollywood producer right at that time. And then um, things, you know, sort of collapsed and fell apart. So, so many of us have those sorts of stories. But what I'm taking away from, from what you're sharing is to, to take risks, to put yourself out there. Uh, You know, people aren't going to instantly know about your product. You have to kind of keep putting it in front of people's faces Mm -hmm. and and be slightly aggressive in that way, if you will. Um, You know, and 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 put that sort of effort behind it in order to just give it the best shot possible to to get out there to people. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think it's in the these days. It's really the repetition of that, those connections with people that I think are what make you stand out. Mm, I like that. Yeah. So if for, for any entrepreneurs or future entrepreneurs listening to this episode, I'd love to give them just like something super actionable to, to walk away with. Like what would be your best advice to any of our entrepreneurs listening, um, you know, to maybe keep going or to, um, you know, take some of those risks, what would you tell them? I think the 
the best risk to take is to push yourself to the media because it's free and it just takes your time and energy in writing a great pitch and finding the right contacts. So whether you have a product and you're pitching to, you know, product oriented magazines, whether it's fashion or home or whatever, um, or you're a, um, you know, you, you sell a service of some kind, um, and you're pitching yourself to business magazines, maybe they're doing stories on something in your field. I think that that's the fastest and easiest way to grow your brand is if you can get some recognition to build that credibility, because that's what people look for in a brand is feeling comfortable. You know, it's sort of that no like, and trust factor, right? That you, you can build when other people give you that um, stamp of approval. And you can also get that from getting people to write reviews. And that's pretty easy to ask for. So either, you know, asking for people to leave a review on your website, if you have review tabs, or write you a testimonial, or leave a review on your uh, Facebook page too, because that's all free. I love it. Well, if if somebody's listening and they're interested in working with you, tell us a little bit about like how that works and how they go about finding you. Sure. Well, I work with people in two different ways. I do an online training program that's a group, um, sort of a hybrid between you watch videos and learn. And then I do group Zoom calls to teach you and help you. And then I also do, of course, one-on-one consulting with people where we, it's all a done for you program. But if you have something you want to talk to me about, I also, I have a free Facebook group you could join, but you can also book a free call with me. If you go to my website at sarahshawconsulting.com, there's a big old book now and you can book a call with me and we can chat about your business and see if I can just offer some advice. Um, happy to do that or tell you how we could work together. It was Mark Twain that said, find a job you enjoy doing and you will never have to work a day in your life. That's what I love about being an entrepreneur. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard. It takes guts, but it is about wealth creation and it is about helping other people. And it's truly a gift to do something you love every day. And what Sarah has shared in this episode is, I believe, the toolkit you need to be successful and profitable as an entrepreneur. Listen, I've got a favor to ask. If you are launching a business, you're creating a product, or maybe you're a seasoned entrepreneur, head to the show notes and let me know in the Ask Shauna form what it is you're creating and the product that you have. I really want to create a list of everybody so that I can share it on the show and we can truly shop our community this holiday season. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with some friends, family members, anybody who you know needs that little extra entrepreneur spark. You can find links to all of our episode guests as well as our episode sponsors right in the show notes. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com, where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode. America. 
We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.